0: Hey y'all, i'm Erin bagwell and i'm diana matthews welcome to feminist wednesday's beaver talk the podcast where we give hollywood unsolicited advice about feminism in our world i'm perfecting Catherine o'hara's accent from schitt's creek movie past dies a tragic but inevitable death r.i.p and i'm joining the blue man group join us as we deep dive into all the things that fire us up about film and television the glorious the misogynistic and the groundbreaking this is beaver, beaver talk, talk. Hey, Hi. How's it going? Good. How are you? I'm nervous. I feel like you have a lot. You have a lot of burns, uh, bridges to burn in this one.
1: I don't know why I have a lot of notes today. Oh my god. There's a lot happening. We're in the we're in the midst of fall. Television is back. There's things that are moving and shaking. I've actually been binge watching a lot of stuff. So, I feel like there's things and there's also news things. You want to do the news things first? Yeah, let's do the news things first. Well, this is really cool. Companies headquartered in California can no longer have all male boards, according to CNN. Look, I have a source now. Fantastic. Yeah, isn't that amazing? That's I guess, a big breakthrough. Yeah, this is the first time anything like this is happening in the United States. Although, I guess people do this in Europe all the time because they woke as fuck over there. How are they going to mandate this? It's a law. It's They'll get a penalty, basically. Okay. They'll face a penalty by 2019 if they don't have one woman. And if they have five board of directors,
0: they need two. Amazing. Canada's also looking to do this, like, nationwide. So Amazing. super exciting to see. What else is going on? Well, I mean,
1: Taylor Swift is getting the vote out. Ugh. Ugh.
0: This is what's like... the wrong with
1: voting, <laughs> Diana? <laughs> Tell us your I'm
0: thoughts. I'm so tired of the Taylor Swift, Kim Kardashian, Kanye West Feud, what and does I'm this so even mean? Bored by it. What she does this have anything to do with the election? In, she only got involved in this whole conversation around politics because Kanye West said that he supported him. It's like insane to me. She had, she has one of the you biggest platforms in the PR world.
1: People were like, okay, where everyone, was she in
0: 2016? Everyone hates where Kanye she? right now. This is our rebuttal absolutely wow 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 oh it is like one of the most self-serving opportunistic things and I mean it's great like she's encouraging people to vote this is a really positive outcome but it also is just like she does this in other ways where she you know supports a cause for her own narcissism and it's not a great outcome so I feel like it's like we need to be critical and we need to remain critical and expect more from celebrities who have as big of a platform as Taylor Swift
1: guys the episode is over (laughs) (laughs) No, a, but it's just like, I mean, you're a thousand percent, right? Oh, it's
0: like we cannot just get like where to Taylor we, Swift. feel like where
1: have we been all this time? The fuck were you in 2016? Yeah. Where Sorry for the F drops, where was, your, where was I already did one about Europe, so we're, we're rolling. We got two going.
0: Um, yeah, wow. That's so interesting. We have to remain critical of celebrities, especially now in the time where People's attention is being so, you know, it's all about attention. It's all about likes. It's all about follows. It's all about the platform that you can build, especially well, on social with media. I think
1: too, I feel like her PR people are so good at saying, okay, this is the narrative that people have written about you. Here's how we rewrite the narrative. And I think, to your point, like, with Kanye in the hat, and I wrote R.I.P. Kanye yeah. in my notes, yeah, it's this is the this is like a subconscious rebuttal. And oh such a, man! But what a
0: smart thing to do. It's for great. It's great that you know there was like a surge for voters. Sixty-four thousand people. Yeah. Incredible. Diana, incredible. That's a lot of people. Let's hope they all vote Democrat. That's
1: more people that um, registered in the last three months. Do You know what that could
0: have done in twenty oh, sixteen. Really, though. You're like, really, though. Heart. No, but really, we need to, like, continue to have these conversations. And we need to, right. especially with women. Especially with female. And white women. Oh, my God. We all we need, need to be expecting together, more. Absolutely. And this is across the board. I mean. She could have been. She could have taken some Ivanka voters. The amount of celebrities I've seen get involved after November 2016. And yeah. now they're all political. And now they're all registering to vote. Did you read that all about, that vote. Wrote about how he. I love how you're just talking. They're <laughs> talking. <laughs> I'm still listening to you. No, it's I hate it. And it's like great that people are registering to vote. I hope they all vote sensibly. Mm -hmm. But it's also just like it's so it's so transparent to me and it's so boring.
1: Well, I see it now, but I was all for it when I was seeing the news and hearing it. And I am all, I'm still all for it.
0: I think let's move towards. I'm all for the outcome of it. I'm not all for her. Right, right, right. Continuing right. to be super opportunistic with things that actually really do matter.
1: Yeah. I've never really uh, loved T-Swift, though. I'm not no, really she's a, a mean girl.
0: She's a mean girl. You think so? I think she just reminds me of all the mean girls I've ever known, so. Wow. Oh, my God. Pat Matthews. Pat Matthews is giving me a call to give me her update on A Star is Born. Okay, answer it. Answer it and put her on speaker. No, I'm not going to do that. She'll be so Why? upset with me. We can't do that to my mom. We absolutely can't. No, I, can told her, I told her I told her to leave a voice. She's going to get too nervous. All right, did she leave, leave a, a, yeah, leave a voicemail? Yeah, she'll leave a voicemail. Betty, stand by. <laughs> this is so exciting. What a cute photo you have for your mom. Yeah, it's my mom just being adorable in a backyard patio. Wow, interesting. Anyways, back to Taylor Swift. I feel like we just need to keep demanding more of everybody. Also,
1: speaking of people who are disappointed in, just segueing right here through to my next note. So I was in watching A Star is Born and my husband, who I never go to see movies with, we went and saw it together. And he does not know my rule about like, oh, you arrive 20 minutes late so you don't have to see any of the commercials. Which is insane, by the way, but yep. Yeah. Yep. And so anyway, we were there like an hour early and so we had to sit through all of them and one of them was a one of these wizard movies Fantastical Beasts and I'm watching this trailer and their Johnny Depp's face is like blurring by in like a platinum wig and I'm going is that motherfucking Johnny Depp is he in a goddamn Fantastical Beast movie
0: yeah and then but they don't put his name we talked about this on a previous episode because J.K. Rowling had to defend him
1: what? I don't
0: yeah. No, no, no. Was, what goes yes. on? He was cast in the crimes of Grindelwald. Sure. I believe is the name. And uh, everybody's like, are you out of your goddamn mind? Like this person has been a charge of like has been. He's a domestic abuser. Like this is not okay. Yeah. And JK Rowling just basically had to toe the line and be like, Warner Brothers hired him. And it is what it is. False. Well they're not they're pretending that he's not even in the trailer.
1: It's hysterical. They won't put his name in it. They're not and I had to Google it afterwards furiously because
0: I was like, what goes on? Yeah. That's disappointing. Yeah. It's really disappointing and it's really unfortunate.
1: Oh, your mom. Are we gonna play it? Let's do it. Are we speak doing it? Phone. Speak can speak Speak. can we do this?
0: <laughs> I feel like it's like the technology is failing me at this moment, but we will we will. We will do we it. We should
1: do it. Can oh we gosh. just play Diana's mom's voicemail? Is that jack? Yeah. Oh, we're gonna plug it in, guys. Oh it's gosh, getting we're official. Getting plugged
0: in. Off oh my god, I'm so excited. I think it's okay. I think it clicked in. Um, so to give everybody a little background about this, we did our episode of A Star Is Born. You can listen to it. And uh, basically, my mom watched it. Oh, she left me two voicemails amazing they're That's both cool. 27 seconds long though so i wonder if it's the same one just twice do i just hit play on this baby okay this is pat matthews my mom's take on a star is born i have not listened to this voicemail so lord only knows what she's gonna say here we go oh my god i am walking to my car with tears splashing down onto the front of my shirt my nose is running i'm an emotional wreck. That was a fantastic film. I just can't say enough about it. Bradley Cooper's a genius. Love the cinematography. The I just don't even know what to say. I'm choked up. Anyway, talk to you soon. Bye-bye.
1: Wow. Wow, what a message. <laughs> oh, my God. I have chills myself. <laughs> That's a lot.
0: Pat um, Matthews is amazing. I'm just going to see Betty's at this other one. Uh, let me just see. It's a duplicate. No, it's a duplicate. We're good. We're good. Oh my goodness. Mom She's Bradley Cooper's
1: a genius. I I need to
0: I need to call her back after after we finish this. Oh my god. You guys have a lot to talk about. Apparently. (laughs) I'm like that is a shock. I thought she was gonna hate it. So there we go. (laughs) I mean Um anyways, we're back. How amazing. That's like a better description of a film that I've ever given. And I have a (laughs) weekly podcast. So this is a struggle. Um, Yeah. I mean, JK Rowling, she defended it. She had to. It's nothing against no with love to JK Rowling. It's out of her hands because it's the studio. That is a bummer, though. It's a definite bummer. Do you have any news notes? I have one more. Um, Pete Davidson and Ariana Grande broke up. (laughs) Which, didn't we all kinda know was gonna happen? Though, I feel so, she's been going through the most. And I feel really bad that, you know, she's such a young star. Everything that happened at the Manchester bombing last year, what mm-hmm. happened with Mac Miller this year, I feel like she's been living so externally and so publicly. I mean, obviously, she's a mega celebrity, but I just feel like there's no time to heal. Hmm. And all of her healing has been so public. So I just want to extend a big hug to Ariana Grande because I think she's really been going through it. And nobody's giving her any kind of space to heal. So I hope she finds some peace. (laughs) Donna,
1: you're on fire today. (laughs) 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 I have uh, this really cool thing. So um, basically, did you know that less than 1% of women running for Congress have young children?
0: Really?
1: And this is because childcare is so expensive. If you're going to take off a year to campaign, you know, the campaign funds can't be used for childcare or kind of supporting your family in any capacity. So it's actually very hard for middle class and low income women who have kids or just people with children in general to run. Well that has all changed because, um, oh man, I'm going to screw her name up, Luba Gretchen Shirley. How do you think this name is pronounced?
0: I don't know because you wrote it. You printed this it's off in new, yellow. I'm so
1: sorry, but anyway, she petitioned Congress to make sure that she <laughs> that she um, could use congressional funds to pay for childcare because it's going towards part of her campaign, and Amazing. she won. So hopefully that'll she make won. It, she won. Oh
0: my god! So hopefully
1: that'll make it easier for women with children. Can you imagine less than one percent of women That's... running for
0: Congress have young children? No, I totally believe that it's a miserable. When job. we think
1: about like the maternity leave and like the workers' rights and. It's it's fascinating. Think about that we're missing much... that kind of voice in our government. Absolutely. I mean, bummer. But it's crazy. We're fighting for a small step here, so that's really cool. That's very exciting.
0: Yay! um I have an exciting thing that happened for me while I was watching a new TV show, and I <laughs> wanted to call you immediately. Oh, all right. Um, But you didn't. But I didn't. (laughs) Because we have to talk about these things live. What happened? So I was watching The Romanoffs, which is a new show created by Mad Men creator Matthew Weiner.
1: I see the ads for this in the subway. It's exceptional.
0: Hmm. It is an absolutely amazing anthology series about the Romanoff family as it is now. Um, So this was Anastasia's family, if anybody wants the pop culture reference. But... It was Tsar Nicholas II. He was murdered by the Bolsheviks. Him and his whole family were murdered by the Bolsheviks, and they were essentially wiped out, except parts of the bloodline continued, so there are still Romanovs who, like, live in the world. Anyways, the story, the show is about them, and it's, like, a different story each episode. And there's one episode with Christina Hendricks, and she plays a an actress who's on set with Isabelle Huppert, which, who's, like, a great French actress, if you've ever seen anything she's done. And they're portraying the Romanovs, the Romanov family in this movie. And they're filming in Austria. And Christina Hendricks is kind of your like stereotypical starlet. Like, she's like, why isn't anybody, like, you know, telling me how great I am? Why, why am I not being supported by wardrobe? Like, where is my team? Where are all these things that I need? And so she's just really dramatic with everyone all the time. And she's acting on set with this guy who is playing Rasputin, who's totally in... Method. Oh, boy. because he's completely method. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> exactly. And so like, it's like this whole thing about, she has to address him a certain way. And he talks about like his family and he talks about how he was killed. And it's and, all like a behind the scenes look. Yeah. It's, so it's all a behind the scenes look. So it's all showing you how they're making this movie. And so Christina Hendricks is just rolling her eyes and she's like, Oh my God, got a grip kind of thing. But they film this scene together and he assaults her. He rips her dress and it's like this super superheated scene. Um, but he assaults her, and he just gets really, really rough and physical with her in the scene, and nobody stops it. Mm. Christina Hendricks literally has to walk off set for it to stop. And I'm watching this, and it's, like, so upsetting to see because it's just – it happens so fast, as these things always do. And then he comes to her room later and apologizes. And she's like, I want nothing to do with you. Like, And they had, like they had been sleeping together on set. Like, she really liked mm. him. And he just kind of abused his power because he's in this method frame of mind. Jesus. But what I love about it is this episode is talking about what you and I have talked about, where method is this like justification for toxic masculinity. Yes. So the whole episode or a facet of the episode is a conversation around how that's not okay and how we need to stop perpetuating method as a reason to behave poorly, especially toward women on set. Wow. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so full circle. Cause you and I have talked about this yeah, a lot. Of course. Um so I just really want to say like thank you to Matthew Weiner for like bringing that conversation up and Bravo Matthew. Christina Hendricks is such a like amazing, empowered, outspoken woman in Hollywood. So it's very cool to see her have that moment. Is of- it the same cast every episode? No. Cool. It's different people in everyone. So yeah, I just thought it was like a really strong critique of Hollywood and it, you know, the director doesn't chastise him. Nobody chastises him. She has to be like, it's I wonder how many
1: women in Hollywood have had that moment, too, where they do a scene like that. Because, I mean, thinking like, you know, even just thinking about Game of Thrones. I mean, there's like a rape every other scene. Yeah. You know, I wonder how much the women have to endure when they're doing these kinds of projects. Horrible. Totally. So. What a great light to shine on both the method acting and... Kind of how things on set can be so distorted and yeah. damaging. Yeah. And we talked about with Nicole Kidman, like, when she did those aggressive scenes with uh, yeah, Alexander's Scars scarred.
0: Yeah, Alexander Scars
1: That her body could feel them, you know, days after you hold that stuff with you.
0: Yeah, and uh, in this episode, the director is, is a woman, and she doesn't stop it because she's wanting an authentic performance from them. So it also is a critique of, like, we're all failing, and, like, this is the industry that perpetuates this, and, like... This needs to be addressed, essentially.
1: Well, too, I wonder at what point do you wonder if, if Christina Hendricks' character is acting or feeling? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what a weird line as a director, too, to, to not really know. Yeah. That, that would be a hard... Like, if you're filming a scene that is, you know, in nature, brutal, I I'm, I'm assuming that they gave the audience cues as to that it was going too far, so the director should have... known that but that is an interesting question of how do you you know capture
0: something that's you know ongoing and that you do ultimately want to film yeah dark stuff dark stuff anyways i loved it i thought it was just like so full circle on the conversations we've had here around method acting interesting yes wow i'm excited to watch more of that show
1: um i accidentally watched baby boom with diane keaton Another 80s my movie. My condolences. <laughs> where she plays, like, an 80s power bitch She's like, I don't want to have kids. And then she inherits one from, like, a dead relative. Oh, my God. And she, like, goes to JFK <laughs> and they, like, hand her a baby. And then it's so strange, Diana. Like, an hour and a half into the movie, she decides she wants to have this kid and, like, uses all of her type A planning CEO abilities to, like, manage this child's life or, like, get her into schools and, like be on the playground and like work the room and it's like cute. But then it is almost like the producers and I have done no research on this film, so I don't know this to be true, but we're like, we need her to like domesticate a bit because in the movie, the really interesting thing is she gets the baby, her and her partner say, we don't want to have kids. She falls in love with the baby and then goes, I'm just, I'm going to keep it. And he goes, great. Well, I'm out. And she goes, I respect that this wasn't our path together, and this wasn't what we thought, and bye. So she raises the baby alone. And then it's like the CEO was like, or the executive was like, we need to show her like it falling in love. So then for another hour and a half after her whole like CEO mom situation alone, she moves to Vermont and lives in like a barn and like falls in love with a vet who's like not that cute. And like the whole movie is about them like st- having a family and how she needs fulfillment. It's the weirdest. It's like three movies in one. I was fast forwarding and I never fast forward, but I was like, what are we doing?
0: <laughs> I was
1: so confused. It
0: sounds like there was a little bit then of a Then she message like starts, there.
1: Then she starts like a business because she's at home and she's not doing anything. Of course. It just made no sense at all yikes and it felt like somebody got their
0: grubby little paws off the movie and like extended it well and changed the narrative from like what obviously the director wanted it to be from of the like you know, an empowering film
1: about a woman who's like figuring out her life to yeah. like then ha- needing a man to in order to feel complete and live in the country boo it was very weird not here for it but then they kept having these nuggets where diane Keaton would be like i hate the country i can't wait to live in new york again so it was. It just felt so out of alignment and very confusing. So we can all skip Baby Boom then? You can skip it. She does do a great monologue in the snow where she talks about hating being a stay-at-home mom, which is phenomenal. But that's really, I mean, you could probably Google
0: that. Oh, my God. <laughs> what a mess. That's insane. What else are you watching? Um. Well, I have to take a moment to admit that my watching days are going to change drastically as I have canceled it's very emotional Do I need me. to cancel my movie pass? I mean, you can't really use it anymore. It's like yeah, kind what's, of a disaster. What's, what's happening with it? Well, they just like expanded way too quickly because the barrier to entry was so low. Like $9.99 a month. Like everyone and their dog signed up for this. So now you can only <laughs> go to select show times at select theaters for select Bradley movies. Cooper's dog Charlie signed up for it? Oh my God. Probably now that he's a movie star. Um, no, he doesn't need that. He gets, he gets He gets revenue off the movie now. But... Um, yeah, I don't have movie pass anymore, so I'm a little bit flailing in the wind. Do you think Bradley Cooper's (laughs) dog got paid to be in this movie? No. And if so, do you think Ben Bradley was making money off of his dog? Bradley got paid as a director, actor. Producer. Producer. Dog parent. And. Doing the most. Oh, yeah. And writer, because he co-wrote parts of the script. Oh, my gosh. He got Charlie's money. So much work. Pray for Charlie. Interesting. Um, I have to plug a movie that I'm still thinking about. I saw it like two months ago. It's called All About Nina, directed by Eva Vivas.
1: Yes, you wrote a beautiful review for it. I wrote a review Wednesday. of it.
0: Yeah, you can check that out over on Feminist Wednesday. But this movie is amazing. It's about a stand-up comedian named Nina who moves to L.A. And she is kind of trying to make it in the industry. Um, but it also is a movie that deals with sexual assault and deals with um, – you know what it means to to reconcile your past um in order to live fully in your future and it's an autobiographical movie for the director so it's definitely a must see it's great
1: i wonder if as a feminist community we're just going to need like we're going to need to like do t- like 7 years of like assault movies just like heavy like purging it out yeah and then move on to like yeah. a healing
0: space i think as long as it's done thoughtfully and not um not exploitively you know because the industry can just be so exploitive of of women's stories and of our experiences and of minority voices in the lgbtq community um but i think there's going to be a big wave of of storytelling that does deal with really heavy content for a while here especially black lives matter you know the hate you give came out um Last month, and, and I think it's going to be an interesting time. For sure.
1: Yep. Not to swing us too far in a different direction, <laughs> but I have some rather shocking news to tell admit. Me, tell me. For the Friends fans in the room. So, I don't know. I've Have you been watching Will and Grace? Yes. I've been watching it, but I know where you're going. David Schwimmer plays uh, Grace's love interest in yes. the show. He's great. Of course I he love is. Him. I David mean, Schwimmer is a fabulous. god. Oh my god, I love him as the curmudgeon. I think he's fat. I think it's his best work. Is he playing Ross essentially again? No, he's playing like a. That's a good question. I don't really know Ross's character. As you know, I'm not familiar with the series, friends. But I feel like. <laughs> I Big eye roll from Diana. But I feel like Ross was kind of a nerd. And he he's uh David Schwimmer's character is more like cool guy, West Village, you know, doesn't really like people, but like in the New York kind of curmudgeon-y way, that's like only acceptable when men do it. Love do you know it. what I mean? Yes. There's like an edginess to him that's like adorable. Um and he's a great actor.
0: Oh my I feel like I'm catching <laughs> you up on like 30 years of content. Yes, he's amazing. So I'm really loving, and the writing of *Will and Grace* is still so good. I haven't watched the new season. I feel like I've totally been missing this, but there's I only need to get a caught couple up. of episodes. Okay, it just started. Yeah, it just started up again. Because I followed Deborah Messing on Instagram, and she's been promoting David Schwimmer being on it for a long time. So yeah, no, cool. it's
1: great. Loving it. it. It's it's actually kind of become a treat show, because it's so it's still so well done, and good. the writing. And
0: there are a couple of moments where you just burst out laughing. You know, this is also so satisfying because I feel like when all those shows were on air, like Frasier, Seinfeld, Friends, Will and Grace, like all any of us wanted was a crossover where it's like oh, interesting. Grace would have coffee with Rachel or like somebody would just be in somebody else's world for like an episode. Did they ever do that? No, because of contracts on TV back then you weren't allowed to do it. Even if you were under the same studio like NBC, it was like it was so tight the way that they had everybody salaried the way that everybody was, like, a part of these shows. Yeah. So I love – it's, like, so satisfying to, like, see the crossover happening now because it's, like – It's not really a crossover, though. No, but it's just, like, see. I mean, he's Ross. The he will, will forever to, be yeah, Ross. The and nod it's, like, to having – Yeah, and he was on NBC for 10 years, and I just feel like it's, it's so fun. It's such a smart move for that show.
1: Yeah, and I like him for her. Like, of all of her past partners, I feel like he's, like, the best one for her. Remember Leo? Harry Connick. Yeah.
0: That's his jun- junior is that anything? yeah yeah i mean he was too like put together for her or something he just like never chose her mm. he was like pull- he was always happy if she would like fit right into his world but like she's you know she's curly red hair she's not gonna fit in well that's why these two are fun is because he's like nuts yeah and
1: they have these conversations like the last episode was like you're like way too high maintenance for me and and she's just like sweetheart look in the mirror like they're they're both admitting their insanity and it's adorable
0: love it oh my god we're I need like, to we're watch like meeting everybody at the same page cool i love it yeah. into it what else do i have going on oh, sorry Incoming speaking call. of mothers and we got another mother call in here <laughs> it's the mother hour
1: actually my mom had her birthday weekend and she, all of her girlfriends went to ellicottville for like an overnight and they like went out and partied and like rented a hotel like in this like woodsy town your mother's a wild child and so she's facetiming to tell me like about her fabulous weekend oh i love it i know she's so cool whenever i do stuff in new york and i'm not like doing anything cool she's like oh you're not going out tonight you're not going to like a cool opening or a party or seeing something she's like what are you doing in new york tonight
0: oh my god i'm not doing
1: anything i feel so bad
0: your mom is like making you feel uncool Yeah, Um, she's a hard lady to keep up with. I watched Quincy, which is a documentary about Quincy Jones on Netflix, and it was made by Rashida Jones, which is amazing. I love that she made this film while he's still alive. And I say that because, like, you know, so many of, like, the great tribute the great tributes whether it's like a song or a movie or whatever happens after the person has passed away Mm -hmm. and it must be so incredibly meaningful for him to have had this movie had the experience of making it with her i love that and then have it be him be celebrated in such a big way like in his lifetime is like so cool and yes he's quincy jones and he's no stranger to being celebrated but there's something very intimate and like sweet about this documentary and it's it's definitely like a cozy up with a hot chocolate and sit down and watch it is she in it as well yeah oh cool yeah she does like some behind the scenes stuff because he has a lot of health issues so he keeps kind of being in and out of hospital and you know she says to him like you gotta stop drinking dad like you you know you can't be doing that anymore and he's like no i know and like it's just they're very sweet with each other and i think i just wish rashida jones was my best friend so Mm.
1: you're an amy polarmouth
0: yeah She's There's a cool.
1: Arthur Miller documentary on HBO that's kind of this a similar vein where the daughter um, made a film about her father, um, and that's very sweet. We don't really see a lot of um, daughter father dynamics in that way, do we? Really? No,
0: we never see that. We don't. It's always done in this really strange way. Yeah. Yeah. No, I loved it. I thought Quincy was great, and it's being like. On, where can I watch it? It's on Netflix. I'll cue it right up. Cue
1: it up. I got like a secret stash of media I'm waiting for maternity leave to like yeah, dive bet, into. i
0: bet you're just like hoarding all of the things. I'm not watching Riverdale this season, guys. Oh my God. I can't get over that. My mom, What? <laughs> <laughs> you're not watching Riverdale? Not this you season. You and everybody else not gonna, watching Riverdale? I'm going to wait. Just oh, you're start waiting. start it up. Okay. So you are going to watch it. I'm going to watch it. Please. I got to
1: support my kids, but... No, I'm going to wait until...
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: What else do you have going on? <sighs> well, you know, I, I've watched Schitt's Creek now. This is the fourth season. I've seen all the seasons. And Catherine O'Hara just continues to amaze and astound me. And there's something so brilliant about this character. And I don't know if I just didn't see it before or, like, saw it and was like, this is great. But now I'm very obsessed with her. Yeah, she's an amazing woman. Yeah, and, like, the space that she takes up in the family... And, like, that she continues to have, like, this role. I love that, I think, in a lot of ways, we assume mothers and daughters have perfect relationships. Her relationship with her daughter on the show is hysterical because mm-hmm. she's like, doesn't see her at all. She relates more to David. Like, it's such a great complex character and I can't the wigs are everything yeah <laughs> the wigs and the makeup are just like oh my god everything about it is they just allow this woman to be who she is yeah she does I mean and none of them really compromise in the town and I think that's really cool yeah and Dan Levy's love
0: story on that show is absolutely adorable did you see
1: the episode where he sings yes. to him in that shop yeah yeah Wow! I know what a beautiful
0: love story. Yeah, if you're not watching Schitt's Creek, buddies, you really need to get on it. And it's, it's
1: like such a breezy show. It's
0: doing the best thing. Pop it in, pop
1: it out. Yeah, forget about it. Don't like just it's it's a joy to watch. Really, it asks yeah. nothing of you. No, it's so good, as we say. Yep, too good. <laughs> um, did you see Forever on Amazon? With I did. Maya, Rudolph and Fred Armisen. Yeah. What a strange show. I
0: love it. I love that it's complicating the whole idea of like, do you really want to go to heaven and be with that person forever?
1: You know what's really interesting? (gasps) It has me rethinking um, Aziz Ansari's television program Mm -hmm. because his production partner, Alan Yang, is the creator of this one.
0: Yeah. Same with The Good
1: Place. I'm starting to, excuse me?
0: He made The Good Place. Who did? Alan Yang.
1: Really? Yes. I think I'm a big Alan Yang fan. I think you are. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like the opening sequence of them and their montage, I was like, oh, I think we're giving Aziz a lot of credit
0: here for something that Alan clearly is the visionary behind. Yeah. Alan Yang is is kind of like an unsung hero. I think he's wow. going to quietly be like a weapon. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, the, it's shot beautifully and it's such a bizarro show. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, and also Fred Armisen is such a weirdo that it's like it's very much his comedy with Alan Yang's vision. And Did I you think, watch the whole thing? No, I'm only about halfway through.
1: I'm interested in what you think of that.
0: Maybe we should do an episode. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, it's quite interesting. All right. Well, to be continued. To be continued on forever. Um, I was going to say one more thing before we go. Oh, I remember now. I was in California and I went to the Beverly Hills Hotel where Elizabeth Taylor, Marilyn Monroe, Lucille Ball, they all used to hang out there. Back in the golden age of Hollywood. Did you see any of them there? I did not see any of their ghosts haunting the hallowed halls, but I did see Lucy Hale from Pretty Little Liars. She was like having a meeting. It was kind of cool. Excellent. Do you want to be on Beaver Dog? (laughs) Um, But I just wanted. it was like such a fun moment as like a big pop culture junkie. It was like so cool to be there with like the Cabanas and the whole thing. What do you think about California? I really love California. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I know that you're not a fan. I, it's not that I'm not a fan. I just don't know it.
1: What does that
0: You said that exactly like David Rose from Shit's Creek. <laughs> I just don't I know just it. I just don't know it.
1: I, you know, I think I've been conditioned as a New Yorker. Like, Kent, do you like California?
0: Oh yeah, God. I think there's some. Okay, I don't love it as much as New York, you guys, but it's beautiful. LA's not necessarily beautiful, but California is beautiful. Oh, my God. Silence in the beaver den. (laughs) I've made two enemies.
1: I think the driving, too, is, like, a glaring thing that just kind of. It's a deal breaker for
0: everyone who lives in New York.
1: Yeah. For sure. Tough one. Anyways. I mean, I would go there if, like, I had a purpose to be there, but I wouldn't just want to be there. No. I think it's a
0: very hard city to just, like, exist in.
1: Yeah. It's very spread, too. Yeah. And would you make any friends? Yeah, I, well, be, I think it's hard. It's I think it's, it's like tough any city.
0: It's tough. It's tough. And I think, especially for people looking to break into the industry there, I'm just like, oh my God, all the respect. Because, like,
1: stressful. It
0: just looks insane. Do
1: we have any Betty's from California? I'm sure we have a lot. Oh my God, they should write us. I want to hear about what they love about it. Sounds good. Um, HBO Camping. Did you watch the pilot? Nope.
0: Okay. I'm not really starting any new shows for like a few weeks now because I feel like I started a whole bunch and now I'm like, I need to, like... Cleanse? Well, because so many great movies are coming out that I feel like that's going to take up all of my brain power.
1: You're a movie gal.
0: Yep. Um, I
1: watched it, and who's the lead? Sydney Bristow? Oh, and Jennifer Garner. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I was like... Um, She is really great, and we get to see her play this really type-A neurotic character. That's what she always plays. No, but it's better. It's like... They're having a camping trip for her husband, and she's one of the people backs out, and she's like, don't expect us to pay for this, guys. Like, we're split. Like, it's just the the level of neuroses is, like, so on fire. I'll
0: check it out. It's crazy. I think it's going to be a spring TV show for me. I'm willing to take it
1: that long. Yeah, I mean, check it out. Why not? <laughs> I will also plug um, this podcast called Katie's Crib, which is from the girl from Scandal, the brunette with the wavy hair. Was married to the serial killers. Yeah. She has a podcast produced by Shandaland where she talks about postpartum, going back to work, uh, what else? Just like stuff around motherhood. And I've been really on my game of trying to find information, stories, anything. It's it's kind of I don't know, maybe people send me stuff, people. I'm happy there's like some black holes
0: happening in this. And maybe they're just, people aren't creating it. I don't know. You're looking for pregnancy content specifically?
1: And and motherhood more so, yeah.
0: Okay, cool. But um,
1: anyway, this podcast is spectacular. And they had uh, June Diane Raphael, who's part of the Comedy Bang Bang podcast community, who's like one of my favorites. And they were talking about how we put all this pressure on mothers to breastfeed. And how we have no infrastructure for it so like there's no pumping stations in offices or public spaces and basically that like motherhood in the united states is like let's give all these women these expectations to like shoot for the moon and then provide them no infrastructure or support to do so yeah and then be so surprised that like and judgmental so it was it's a really fascinating conversation um i've enjoyed all of the episodes even the ones where like You know, I obviously haven't had my baby yet, but, like, listening to, like, people's tips, what they wish they would have done. There's, like, a lot of conversation about postpartum, about, you know, setting in your, I guess, 1 in 10 women experience it. And so, like, having your team ready to go, like, scheduling your therapist appointments, like, two weeks after you give birth, like, having Mm -hmm. stuff in place so that you feel supported, which I was like, oh, that's a great idea. Let me do that with my therapist. So um, it's a great podcast. I'm enjoying listening to it and having her celebrity guests on it is, is interesting. Although there is a level of privilege that's, you know, happening. So, you know, night salt. Grain of salt. Yeah, 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 exactly.
0: Very cool though to hear women having these conversations.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And Betty's, please send me more of them. It's a topic I'm interested in. <laughs>
0: Keenly invested in. Is there anything up and coming that you're, excited about oh my god I feel like there's so much the one that I'm mostly excited for is the new Barry Jenkins film if Beale Street could talk which is based on a James Baldwin novel um and it's about a young African-American couple in Harlem um he's sent to prison she's pregnant and it's a big critique of the criminal justice system and I think it'll be exceptional I loved Moonlight, so I think it would be great. Feel,
1: I've heard a lot about this. Maybe whisperings of it. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's getting. It's, who's in it? Is somebody big in it? Regina um, Hall. Wait, one second. I wrote it down. I just want Regina King is in it, okay. um, and she is in seven seconds. She's obviously like in a bunch of. I think of I've seen something things.
1: interesting about that, but I can't remember where it connected from. Yeah. Um, Simply Brouhaha. Have you heard of this on Netflix? It's about a witch that they tried to burn at the stake in like medieval times and she comes back. She like basically protects herself during the burning and then comes back like to present day and is like a witch. Amazing. Just in the current, which looks really, really cool. Sign me up for that.
0: Um, House of Cards will have been on the air by the time this comes out. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I'm excited. I would I would follow that woman anywhere and I think that they've done Netflix has done such a shitty job of setting her up for success that I'm like how so? They should be championing this all over the place and they've totally given up.
1: We haven't seen any subway ads for it, have we? Nothing.
0: They're not doing anything for it. And if Kevin Spacey was still in it, it would be everywhere. They haven't trusted R- Robin Wright with this at all and I'm like kind of sad for her. But what? she's probably mostly just excited to move on with her life. <laughs> yeah. No, I think it's like Netflix just kind of like, because they, they know that the viewership is going to be down because everyone's going to be like, well, if Kevin Spacey's not on it, you why think watch? so? Absolutely.
1: We'll have to keep an eye on that. We'll
0: keep an eye on it. That's a bummer. I'd love to be pleasantly surprised. All right. She's pulling out the tarot cards. I have to give a shout out to Jordan and Lauren, our girls in Canada, for giving us do the most have their gorgeous reviews. reviews. Do um, I can get them up. Please. Do so we need to read them? I think we do. Okay. Um, so these are my two girlfriends. Uh, they are sisters in law and I've known Jordan almost for 10 years now, which is kind of crazy. Um, but Jordan says great podcast. I love waking up on Wednesdays and finding beaver talk in my podcast lineup. Diana and Aaron are fun and engaging. It's like listening to two of your brilliant friends do a podcast on your favorite things, pop culture and feminism. Keep up the great work, ladies.
1: Aw, that's so nice.
0: Amazing. Thank you, Brooke. Jordan. Jordan. <laughs> and then lauren says i love listening to these two inspirational women break down media whether i'm familiar with it or not i appreciate that they aren't afraid to express their views even if they oppose one another it's a pleasure to listen to learn from and share with others so it means the world and now we're going to do a cat reading for you um
1: also these gals god bless them are canadian and so we didn't see the review
0: they had to take a screenshot for us and send them so So if that's the case like if you're reviewing us outside of The United States. You must send us a screenshot. Let us know because we can't see what you've written, which is kind of messed up. They have been been waiting for this reading. Yeah, they have.
1: Actually, this is a calico cat. It is a calico cat. The cover is a tuxedo cat. We were having a a little behind the scenes, guys. Don't worry about it. (laughs) Okay. Pulling a cart. Do you
0: want to pull a cart? Pulling for Jordan.
1: For your Canadian sisters. Okay.
0: Pulling for Jordan. Do you want to do this first and then we can. It's a six of wands. And there's it's so a, funny, I
1: just pulled the six of wands and the other there's day.
0: a tabby tabby cat? Ginger cat? Orange cat? That's an orange tabby, correct. It's an orange tabby cat. She's um kind of like sauntering up to the camera lens with all of these cats behind her looking kind of, you know, like they don't really care. What is Is this, this Jordan mean? or Lauren's reading? This is Jordan.
1: All right, Jordan. The key words you're to think about for this reading are triumph, acclaim, and pride. The door opens and bold, young, red tabby strolls into the room unchallenged. Her pride and self-confidence command respect, but they may also entice envy. The black and white kitty does not look pleased. The six of wands may seem a most welcome sign. The recognition that you can seek, the recognition that you seek can be yours. Triumph and pride and accomplishments should always be tempered by humility and respect. That's a lot. So don't be afraid to slay, girl. Get it. But keep it humble. <laughs> That's your reading for today.
0: <laughs> okay, Lauren, next. All right. Do you want to pull the... Yeah, I'll just pull it. We got it. Okay. We've got a four of wands. Ooh, the wands. There are two orange tabbies, and one of them is playing with two monarch butterflies. And it's kind of dancing. There's a lot going on in this one. Beautiful. All right, your
1: keywords are celebration, freedom, and excitement. Two young cats have left the security of the back deck and have ventured through an open gate. They daringly leap to freedom and have been rewarded. They celebrate with a joyful romp. Both kitties are caught up in excitement of the moment. The Four of Wands is a happy card. A venture may have turned out better than expected. It can also indicate that you've found a companion who shares your enthusiasm. I mean, there's no uh, interpreting there. Just enjoy
0: it. your romp in the outside the back patio. Get right it, through girl. That gate. Get it, girl. All right. Well, thank you to Lauren and Jordan for Absolutely. giving us your beautiful reviews. Bettys, if you want to have your own tarot cat reading, rate and review us on iTunes and give us all the love, all of the feedback about what you love about Beaver Talk. Kent, thank you so much for spending every Wednesday with us. Thank you, Kent. And uh, Thank you, Diana. We'll see you soon, Erin. Happy Happy Feminist Feminist Wednesday. Wednesday.
1: The ache within is black and bitter.
0: A thousand frantic shadows scream and chant bitterly.
1: I sleep on a lake of a thousand diamonds.
0: You were 12?
1: Yeah, I was way ahead of my time. Fair enough. Tune in. This has been an Atlantic Transmission production.